Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. It's Monday. We just uh, we just we just talked about closing up the pool because it's fall time now, apparently, and um, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, fall time. I got a bunch of different headlines, some clips, Frank. Um, what I just got sent. Someone just sent this to me. Gigi sent this to me. Apparently, I didn't know this. Biden's DHS is like has provided an app where people can go from other countries, illegals, sign up mm-hmm. and then take a flight directly into the United States someplace, 43 different cities. A city of their choosing. Yeah, and it seems the majority of them are going to Miami. But they sued for this this information. 210,000 have been processed since January. That's a population the size of Rochester, New York, or Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, it's over. It's, this is it. It's over. Tens of thousands of intending illegal border crosses per month to instead go on the CBP one smartphone app- application, make an appointment with U.S. officials at land ports of entry instead of crossing illegally. After making an appointment, the DHS invites these admissible aliens to walk over to the American side at the land ports where U.S. Customs officials quickly parole them in, allowing them to travel to a city of their choice in the nation's interior. Sounds legit, right? I mean... As legit as it gets, which is not at all. So so we still got to live with it. What are we going to do? Haitians flew in in the greatest numbers, a total of 76,582 they favored one redacted airport over all 36 into which they have flown. 47,000 of them flew into that one. Um, then Miami? That's, they're assuming it's Miami, but they redacted the cities because of security concerns. Yeah, okay. They, they redacted the cities because they don't want JFK Airport and, and, uh, and LaGuardia to come up as destination choices given what's going on in New York right now. Yep. Well, I mean, it's just like, uh, I'll put it to you this way. For anybody that would say to any number of political, you know, ideological, cultural problems that may pop up in one part of the country or the other, when it comes to illegal immigration to say, well, get out of blue states, that's like being at the side, one side of, uh, you know, somebody peeing in the pool next to you and going to the other side of the pool and saying, don't worry. The urine won't get me over here. It's just they're peeing in the pool. You are in the same pool. It doesn't matter. It's going to get to you. Um, th- this is just this just it. It's, There's nothing else to say. I mean, I, I saw last night on the um, the show I was co-hosting. I saw this uh, border patrol agent that was being interviewed somewhere talking about what the cartels why the cartels were cartels were really behind this because through the um through the the chaos at the border that in within that margin uh, margin of chaos at the border they are bringing in uh, vips of their own they're bringing in drugs one thing or another like this is but what you're reading right there with the this these apps these applications that Illegal aliens are able to just pick an American city and go. Yeah, in, wherever in the they want. Yeah, through through legitimate forms of of travel. 
We're not talking about just sneaking across the border, the millions that are doing that. We're doing we're importing millions otherwise, too. I mean, that's that's it. The government is part of the operation, always has been. And now this is the this is the end. It's it's terrible. Um, It's terrible that this this. The numbers that are here, the numbers that just the sheer numbers of people. Um, it's not the ghost flights story. It's not the ghost flights that we've been talking about for so long. It's different. It's a different program. Um, and, and this, this program, like they're on flights with everybody else. These aren't the flights that we talked about on the show where they fly into like cities at like midnight and then get dropped. You know what I mean? These are like regular domestic. Which continues by the way. I know. So it's like the, it's not even like they jump from one thing to the other. It's just that the other thing is now known. And Karine Jean Pierre and all of her colleagues have already issued statements on that, you know, uh, dismissive statements on that. And therefore, it went into the background, but it's it's still running. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. This is uh, gross. Um, yeah. Did you know that Canada over the weekend saluted Nazis and. And honored a Nazi fighter from one of like the absolute worst apparent apparently according to Adam who um, is in the chat obviously as he always is um, they honored this Nazi soldier who was in like one of the most terrible units in the the Holocaust in the war um, and they stood up and honored him and and Zelensky was there because he's a Ukraine sympathizer I guess. Of course, well, and, and he, but he was actually a Nazi, so they're forced to apologize after honoring a Nazi in the public gallery who fought in World War II. The 98-year-old was given a round of applause by Trudeau and visiting diplomat Zelensky. I wonder what the Krasensteins had to say about this. I'm sure they have something. Should we check? It's pro- probably very well reasoned. Let's see. What do you think about this? I. What do you think? Should they have stand for? I wouldn't have stand for a Nazi. <laughs> but would you have? Oh, the Taylor Swift is on here. Let's see. Who's, what, what? What Taylor Swift? What happened? She's dating a a, a big a big pharma football player. A big pharma football. He did player? a Pfizer co- commercial. Okay. Whatever. Um, let's see. Does he have anything about the Nazi? I'm sure it's going to be very well reasoned. Well, he said, I've never lit a Hanukkah menorah on Yom Kippur, but at least Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't put space lasers in her greeting today. There's a menorah in her Yom Kippur greeting, so I guess he took offense to that. Okay. Yeah. Today, the New York Jets took the field wearing Ukrainian flags on their helmets to show their support. Ugh. Dumbasses. Dumbasses. I don't see anything about the Nazi. Talk about being on the wrong side of history. And it's not, but of course, it's not by accident. And the the poor dupes who put on all the equipment and go out there and play the game. Um, I, I wonder what what they all think. Like, if I were an NFL, I, I know that there's not everybody on that team buys into this. I know somebody on that team who has to wear that helmet knows what's going on 
at least someone, and they had to put that helmet on. Ugh. Um, that blows. They have to kneel and put the flag, uh, put the helmet on, and they have to, they have to uh, get, you know, get pretend they got the shot, even if they didn't. You know, they have to wear the pride colors, even if they're v- devout Catholics or Christians. They have to do all those things if you play on the sports teams. So, yeah. Wow. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't I see didn't it either. See that. That, that was news to me. Thank you, Krasenstein, Stein, Stun, whatever your name is. But they did, They uh, this one got me. You remember the missing jet, of course. And uh, Rodney from, from South Carolina who heard the missing jet. <laughs> did you see his news interview? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and what I what I said on, on Thursday, on Wednesday night, I was talking about this because I said, right now, somebody is out there making a video, a, a music mashup of this. You and know, they did. And I, was, I played that on the Thursday show. I played it. The, the, there was uh, there was that one and there was James Brown. Yep. There was, what was the other one? The scream itself is going to, is going to last. Uh, I, I, it got me to reminisce about the golden age of, of news interview music productions. This is, you know, they still happen if it's, uh, if it's clip worthy, but man, did you tell see, you. Did you see House of Pain? Yeah. They did House of Pain. I opened the show with House of Pain, and then I played Rodney right after. <laughs> but they released the 911 call of the guy landed, the pilot landed in someone's backyard. Is that for real? The New York Post released it. Well, that doesn't that that doesn't satisfy the uh, the question of legitimacy with the New York Post. Lately. I think it is real. It sounds real. I mean. I just don't know why it got because I heard it too when it was going around. Why the hell would an F thirty five pilot make his way into a, a residential area, find anybody with a phone, and the first per- person he calls is nine one one? He doesn't have a number to his base, you know, like like an. There's a, a number of questions. He's also forty something years old. He how could he be doing a training flight at forty something years old? If I was if I was authorized. To fly an F-35 for the military, and I had just ejected over American airspace. The last people I'm calling is 911. You do, yeah. I, I just call my base. Just weird. We're gonna listen to it. Here it is. Okay, he says he got ejected. Well, he ejected from the plane. So yeah. we just see if we could get some ambulance, please. I'm sorry. What happened? Uh, we got a pilot in the house. And I guess he landed in my backyard, and we were trying to see if we could get a um ambulance to the house, please. How oh, old the is the patient? Yeah. We, so, so we have a military jet crash. I'm the pilot. We need to get uh, rescue rolling. I'm not sure where the airplane is. It would have crash landed somewhere. I ejected. And he says, How two- far did he fall? I was at 2,000 feet. 2,000 feet. Okay, and... What caused the fall? Uh, an aircraft failure. Okay. Okay, is there any serious Can I use your phone, please? I would, I would be like, hang up. Can I please use your phone? I have to call my, my base. Call my CEO. And listen so to I'm... this. Listen to this. I, I don't know. I can't see myself. No, you look fine. Okay. You just 
Okay, we're sending the paramedics to help you now. Stay on the line and I'll tell you exactly what to do next. Do not move unless you're in danger and do not splint any injuries. And if anything changes or if you get worse in any way, just call us back immediately for further instructions. I guess that's not in the manual when you're a 911 operator. Oh, I don't, if this is an actual 911 call, I don't blame the 911 operator for just running through whatever protocols they have. But the pilot, the pilot's behavior is ridiculous. If I don't also, if this is legit, I don't blame the homeowner for doing the only thing that a citizen would know to call emergency services, 911. You have some pilot just parachuted down from a, from a jet landing in your backyard. It sounded to yeah. me like the pilot told him to call, though. There's got to be some kind of protocol in place for this. Is anyone out there a pilot? <laughs> even if he did, even if he uh, didn't tell them to call and they just instinctively did it, I would. you would imagine he'd say, no, 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 no. Okay, let, let me just have the phone. I can call my CEO or, or base command or whatever the hell is going on. Like, you know, even a number that's not necessarily classified. I mean, like, what would you call? I don't know. He needs to get to the hospital right away. I guess he was. Yeah. I guess he was very distraught, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> I don't know. They released the call. They said they got it, you know, via open records. They said it was him. I. I don't know. Whoa. Ooh. I like it the other way better. What? The way Dark? You, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice and homey in there. It is. Fan on? Get the fan on. Look at you with your little remote. I need some breeze. Did you catch any of the um, hearing with Garland last week? And Matt, you know, the they were they were questioning Garland about all sorts of stuff. But Thomas Massey really, about Weiss. Yeah, and other things. I yeah, I saw some. I saw some of that. I, I can't stand this quizzling. He is. He, this is the most pathetic kind of man, the most pathetic kind of man, because it's just even his physical demeanor to to be so subservient and so so snake-like, and to to be so vicious in in your knowingly carrying water for what you. I mean, he's he's knowingly carrying water for something that is. It marks the end of any country, anything. And he's so, he's so, I don't know, spineless and limp-wristed. And I, he's just such a weak quizzling of a man to listen to him and his cotton mouth talk. He, like, like I can, I can, I almost see like as he's taken out of these public public scenarios i can see him ushered back into like a small hot box like a closet and put in there like like he just stays in a closet like one of the uh <laughs> like, like one of the toy soldiers from babes in toyland like he's just there and they open up the closet and he looks up he says you need me again well, yes they feed Come him on, the Eric. program they feed him the program stick him out in front look at his smug little face well i wanted to listen to some of massey because he really lit him on fire he he did Musk was a Democrat who admittedly supported Biden, but then he became a critic of the administration and exposed the censorship regime. Now, per public reports, the DOJ has opened not one but two investigations 
of Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, spent $400 million in 2020 tilting the elections secretly for Democrats. No investigations whatsoever. To the American public, these look like mafia tactics. You pay your money, we look the other way. You get in our way, we punish you. The American public sees what these tactics are. They're literally going after Musk on different things. Like, you know, they're going after him on FCC stuff, on, on um, what's it called stuff for the, the hiring, not hiring uh, enough illegals or, or migrants in his company, Starlink, or not Starlink, uh, SpaceX. You know, they're going after him on all kinds of different things separate from the social media aspect of things because he's towing, he's stepping out of the line. Like now, I want to direct your uh, attention to a video here. Watch that we're going this. to play. Uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation, and so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, we, again, the ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing and criminal investigation and under longstanding policy, I cannot comment. And we you know this is a very active, ongoing investigation and there are some restrictions on that, but we yes, will Yes, we can handle classified on. information it's, and we fund your department and so you need to provide that. I, it's not, respectfully, it's not an issue of classification. Respectfully. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations, which is something that by longstanding department policy, we are actually strengthen those policies. This Part guy of- is such a wheeze. I, I, I've hated him from the time I saw that cock nose of his. <laughs> I've hated him. I hate him. He's I, don't so- even, I don't know what he's, I hate him. That's because- not our policy though. And we fund you. So let's move on. I could, do you yeah, know how so I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law and mm-hmm. comment on an investigation that time. I won't comment on any ongoing investigation. I won't violate a department policy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, you know, Thomas Massey's correct. We fund you and you are directly accountable to us. What is this? Uh, that is the appearance. No, I was sick uh, with uh, whatever COVID is. Last year, and I was um, watching Kyle. I was watching Kyle Dunnigan's show, and uh, this was the. I was watching this, and he all of a sudden, you know how he he speaks through celebrity filters and he does impressions and all that. I'd never oh, seen this before. Okay, well, Kyle Dunnigan he shows up on on screen, and he has a new filter on, and he's I don't know. He looks very strange, obviously, and this is when he premiered the Wendell character, who is a has a very unfortunate past of, you know, just, uh, you know, ha- having terrible luck and always had a lot of health difficulties in his life. He's a little bit of a square. And because of that, he had to retreat into the wonderful, magical world of books. And that's where he found his. Uh... So you, you have to watch this because it is Merrick Garland. And, and, and as soon as I saw it and every time he did a Wendell character, I, 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 I absolutely just loved it. But it's Merrick Garland. And. It's just a, a, this hilarious. In Wendell's case, it's hilariously pathetic. In what in Merrick Garland's case, that's just his life. All right, let's and, let's watch this. Yeah, look at this. Watch this. As I said, my name is Wendell. I um, and I love books, and um, I'm doing what I love because books are my friends, and I'm surrounded by my friends every day. Wait, it's just a real quick question about you're licking your lips a lot. Uh, yes, I have a medical <laughs> condition where. Uh, the bottom lip, a lot of it is 
supposed to be on the inside, but it's on the outside, so I have to moisten it uh, often. Moisten it. A lot moisten. of the kids at school would make fun of me. They can be cruel, but I wouldn't run home to my uh, parents. I would run home This is Merrick Garland. I would just pour myself a, a tall glass of adventure and <laughs> open a book. Wow. When I fell in love with books was when I was in junior high and I was beating something uh, merciless. When I was at the hospital for six months, I wasn't really there. I was traveling around the world with books. Wow. My first stop was Mexico with the book El Casa Rojo. Then I journeyed across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ruled France as Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm. Wow. So, so when you when you like get into a book, you kind of you think you're like the hero of that book. Well, books take us away, don't they? You know, mm. when I was about twelve years old, uh-huh. I was very much allergic to the sun. Still, am. <laughs> but I, at that age, I couldn't even spend a moment in sunlight. And at the beach one day, I was under my umbrella. Well, wouldn't you know it? Another 12-year-old boy, he came up to me and he said, would you like to play at our wiffle ball game? We're short player. And I told him, I'm sorry, I can't spend a moment in the sun. But I'll tell you this, I'll make you a deal. If that wiffle ball comes into my shaded area, I will pick it up and I will toss it back. And in a way, I will be in the game at that moment. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go sail the seven seas. It's so much like Garland. Oh, it's... It literally is him. Yeah. The Wendell character, I love what he he goes into other things, too, and later when people would call him uh, other names. What did he say? People would call me Shovelhead. And... uh, (laughs) It's just, I well, let's go it. back to Garland now and do a compare and contrast, shall we? Yeah, go. Go on. Hold on. Here he comes. Peter, Nav- Peter Navarro was indicted for contempt of Congress. Aren't you, in fact, in contempt of Congress when you give us this answer? This is an answer that's appropriate at a press conference. It's not an answer that's appropriate when we are asking questions. We are the committee that is responsible for your creation, for your existence of your department. You cannot continue to give us these answers. Aren't you in fact in contempt of Congress when you refuse to answer? Congressman, I have the greatest respect for Congress. I also have the greatest respect for the Constitution and laws of the United States. Um, The protection of pending uh, investigations and ongoing investigations as I briefly discussed in another- uh, It is deaf, it's like a freaking mirror image. And it's and it's why and it, and he's and it's even more so when he's not in a, like a high intensity situation. He's he's the subject of hearing right now, but when he's just talking regularly, he's a little bit more subdued, like Wendell is. And it's just it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, I log a on. few moments ago. I got to play the rest of the back to the clip. separation of powers, which gives to the executive branch the sole authority to conduct prosecutions. Um, it's a requirement of due process and uh, respect for those who are under investigation, the protection of their civil rights. 
Well, with all, with, all due, with, with all due respect, respect with all due respect to that, uh, Iran-Contra was an ongoing investigation, and that didn't stop Congress from getting the answers. And you're getting in the way of our constitutional duty. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago when I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol? Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't well, know the answer. I don't know. You don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. I don't, I just don't know. Congress kind of Congress oversight. Yes, it's Congress's job to give us money. Give us money. He, he accuses yes, them of perjury. Nothing will ever come of it, of course, because yeah. anybody's allowed to perjure themselves nowadays. Well, the, the only constitutional, um, the, the only thing uh, in Merrick Garland and all of his uh, his peers' eyes, the only kind of uh, oversight they the Congress has in this situation is to vote on their budget. That's it. Congress can get us our budget, but they can't be involved in our investigations, which they have. I love how he says they have the respect for their their targets <laughs> yeah the people that they targeted i mean the reason why we can't talk about this is because we respect the civil rights of the people we've targeted with our investigations uh, the investigations themselves are civil rights violations <sighs> yeah it's um been brought to my attention by the way that we actually wrote about the cbp1 app 10 months ago Wendy wrote about that for Uncover DC like 10 months ago, and it slipped my mind because I'm not a machine. So I just wanted to let everybody know that um, <laughs> I'll put the sh the uh, the article in the show notes. We obviously didn't have numbers back then because this is a brand new FOIA that we just got information on. But Wendy did report on this for Uncover DC 10 months previous to this story being out. Um, I'm not a dictionary or a uh, robot, though, so I forgot. <laughs> I just happened to forget one of the thousands of stories that we've published, and that's my bad, I guess. Um, well, that, that's out there. Listen, I, I wish that I could remember every single word that every single person has ever written. It's, it's a skill that I've been trying to perfect for years now, but unfortunately, it's impossible. Well, you just said it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Some uh, fireworks between Maria Bartiromo, who seems to be, it's very weird, this interview. She seems to be holding water for Kevin McCarthy. Um, and then Matt Gates is up there defending himself against her. Did you see this? No. It gets testy very quickly. Very quickly. Here. And the government, Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates. Uh, Congressman, thank you very much for being here this morning. Oh, thank you. I, I'm glad I get to respond to your monologue, because if you're saying that I'm standing in the way of all the Republican wins, I'd love you to enumerate them. Watching my friend and mentor Jim Jordan, it was it was quite painful because he started by saying we should only pick one fight, the border. But then as the interview went on, he said, well, we should pick a second fight, Jack Smith. And by the time the interview rounded out, he was saying that we shouldn't be funding Ukraine without a plan. And yet the very continuing resolution that you and Jim Jordan seem to be for continues to have $300 million more for Ukraine. So I think 
think we ought to fight on all fronts. I think the border is very important. And the best way for us to advance the Republican border policies is to pass the Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill, do that along with veterans, defense, ag, state and foreign ops. We'll have 73 percent of the discretionary uh, budget funded. And if, you know, the Department of Labor and Education have to shut down for a few days as we get their appropriations in line, uh, that's certainly not something that is is uh, optimal. But I think it's better than continuing on the current path we are to America's financial ruin. Congressman, I understand. And that is why you are on this program this morning, because I want to give you a fair shot and I want to get your, you uh, heard. So tell me why you are threatening Speaker McCarthy and trying to shut down this government uh, at a time that the Republicans have finally gotten some upper hands here uh, in terms of wins, able to investigate President Biden on what looks like uh, bribery. Yeah, we don't put our pencils down in the investigation of President Biden during a shutdown. So the premise is false. Second, if Kevin McCarthy was actually serious about pursuing the Bidens, he would have sent Hunter Biden a subpoena by now. That's how you know this is sort of failure theater that you're observing during the first year of Democrats. I don't like the fact that this is playing out in this public social media like media war so that it, it just looks like we're just all a bunch of bumbling morons who can't get along that's what i don't i don't like but there shouldn't be one continuing resolution in my opinion to continue funding the government when we're sending billions and billions and billions of dollars over to ukraine separate it out let us see where people stand you want to vote to continue to send that money then let me see the pentagon budget on its own well there's no it's not even an opinion question it's not uh it's not constitutional well, got, forget that the, part no. of it. We're not even in constitutional land anymore, Frank. So then we're, we're th that's what I'm saying. And we're we are in we're 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 shooting in the dark and there's no rhyme or reason to anything. And um, and that's it. That it's so there, there's really nothing to even talk about here. I don't even know uh, what the hell what the hell these guys are uh, wins. Republicans have been getting wins. I haven't heard. What? I haven't felt a win in years. So. That's just ridiculous. Uh, these continuing resolutions where, uh, uh, I don't know. Let, let, I, I wish it was all broken up again for sure. And, you know, the, the, the real thing is that the states, they should have the, the real line item veto. I wish that people in the states, again, every time the bill comes up, the tax bill for D.C. comes up, they say, all right, well, we're sending a little bit of money for this. We're sending our end of the, the military we're sending our end of the post office bill with this and that, that and this. Uh, we're not sending for any of this crap. And I, I wish the states would just take the line item because um, these people aren't. They're definitely not going to spend the time it would take to debate and vote individual bills that are otherwise just netted together so they can spend the rest of their days talking to reporters and being uh, divas. Here. Crack control of the Congress. They brought in Donald Trump Jr. three times over nothing, over a nothing burger. And so we seem to be fundamentally unserious in our oversight. But what is serious is the fact that we are spending more than seven trillion dollars a year, bringing in around five trillion dollars a year. And uh, it, I want to fund the government. I'm not pro shutdown, but the way to fund the government is not the same way we've been doing it since the mid 90s, where it's one up or down vote on the entire government all at once. We should have separate single subject spending bills. Kevin McCarthy promised that in January. He is in breach of that promise. So I'm not here to hold the government hostage. I'm here to hold Kevin McCarthy to his word. 
Are there Freedom Caucus members also out of compliance? They were also on the Appropriations Committee. Where is the responsibility for them? Are they also out of compliance? No, uh, the, I'm not a member of the Freedom Caucus. I'll let them speak for themselves. But take, for example, the border. This issue you think is has great primacy, and I would agree with you. The Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill was passed out of the Appropriations Committee in June. And yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't put it on the floor in more than 100 days. That, that is not serious. You know why Kevin McCarthy didn't move our border appropriations bill? Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want to put us in this position where we're backed up against the wall facing shutdown politics. And what that does is it centralizes power to the people that they buy off with PAC donations and lobbyist donations. I can't say he's wrong about anything he's saying right now, literally. And then the membership doesn't get to Catch make it. real, real, real contributions to that process. I'm trying Catch to democratize it. it. The bills are being worked on. You just heard Jim Jordan say that they are efforting four bills this week, Watch appropriations this. bills this week to get through. That would partially fund the government. Uh, the defense bill as well. You wanted the defense bill to move forward. Did you not? Yes, that's why I voted for it, and I voted for the rule to proceed onto it. And by the way, don't give Kevin McCarthy credit for the fact that we're moving on to these four appropriations bills. That was the deal that House conservatives foisted upon Kevin McCarthy. When he couldn't just move the big spending bills without moving the bills that cut spending, we said, no, 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 you have to move bills like the state and foreign ops bill, because we don't think Is we should be borrowing money from China to go fund gay pride parades in Prague or LGBTQ uh, you know, seminars in Indonesia. We don't think that that's a good use of our money. And the right. only way to do this, Maria, is line by line. Kevin wants it in one big up or down vote. Keep the government open. Shut it down. I'm saying single subject spending well, bills. It's the only way to break the fever and liberate ourselves from this out of control spending. Well, he's doing the four bills next week. So because we're, we're making him because we're making he's doing it. So to push now to blow up all of the wins that you all have had now, which seems wins? Please enumerate that. Well, OK, well, how about the fact that he has set up a weaponization committee that's doing nothing, literally nothing. And it set up a committee. It's going to be great. Going to get to the bottom of one thing or another. You watch. <laughs> My God. Let's see what other let's see what other wins Maria's got up her sleeve here okay. to investigate the DOJ whether they're involved in a cover up. That's how about the process. fact that he is hold on Where how about the fact that he hold on how about the fact that he has set up the China Select Committee to keep China to account and of course he has launched this uh, inquiry into impeachment potentially for President Biden. Is that Wait, not don't even get started on the impeachment nonsense. We might even get a ceremonial vote on impeachment <laughs> from one aspect of the legislative branch that will be immediately vetoed by Mitt Romney once he gets to the Senate. Not what you want? None of those things are deliverables. Those are steps in a process. Setting up a committee is an end unto itself only in Washington, D.C. The American people demand results. Hold on, I'll let you talk. Okay, Maria. go ahead. These, go ahead. Co these committees have done nothing to reduce inflation. They've done nothing to actually constrain the Biden government. We can set up committees and have hearings and yell at people, but at the end of the day, if we still send the check to fund a weaponized government, having a weaponization subcommittee is little relief to the American 
American people. And if any of this was serious, we would be sending out subpoenas and compelling process the way the January 6th committee did. We should yeah. be operating like them. Instead, we're playing patty cake with the Bidens. We're allowing Actually, them to get away with it. And we're yeah. funding it. We're sending the money. If we were serious, use this the power of the purse. The speaker joined me a week ago and told me that he will, in fact, subpoena Hunter Biden. He said at the appropriate time. But let oh, oh. at the appropriate time. Yeah. That, yeah. Once your, the after the first nuclear warhead flies, your mic changed back to, to normal again. When? I don't know. All right. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. I did. I did. A, I haven't touched anything. It must just be something that's going on when I talk to you then. I did a three-and-a-half-hour broadcast last night. It was fine. I did other tests afterwards. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. It but, doesn't really matter. But, sounds great. Um, and, but, you know, uh, I, I, again, the whole thing here, I guess if it wasn't so bad, like Matt Gates is making good points to me, but he's making points from the from the standpoint of, uh, you know, the, the Titanic is sinking. Should we put on the pumps? And just try to pump some water out of you know the lower levels of the ship that's filling with water too fast for the pumps to actually do anything and he's arguing with maria bartiromo who thinks that the pump should not be i i don't know she i don't know what the hell she she really thinks here so he's making good points but i i think it's just a little too much too too little too late where if this really was a government shutdown, which we know it never really is, it only comes down to about 18 or 19 percent of the government where he's like, well, there's going to be a shutdown of the government. And what do they do? They tell they tell the people who were working the kiosk machines, the kiosk stations at uh, Mount Rushmore selling souvenirs at Mount Rushmore to stay home that day. Um, everything else is in place. They never, never shut it down. If if there was a way to shut down the government. That would be the only thing that should be done right now. I mean, that's just it. I, I know it would be it, it would be it would be catastrophic after a while because the states just have it's been so long since they've been independent and solvent that I mean they, they'd have to uh, they'd have to hurry up and figure out how to fill the gap there. But government shutdown should be the the goal at this point. I, I'm just saying. The first thing they do when this happens is take money from veterans. <laughs> That's the first thing. They don't they don't pay out benefits. They take they hurt the people instead of trimming the bureaucracy, you see. Unfortunately, that was that has been made part of the bureaucracy. Well, yes, but at oh. the same time, there's other things that they could be do like like I, this whole thing just pisses me the hell off and it's always the same nonsense. This is the first time We've ever gotten to a place where we thought maybe we could have some line items in separate spending bills so that we could maybe trim some of the nonsense that's going on. And Gates is trying to hold him to account. He doesn't seem to be wanting to do it, McCarthy. It's almost over, but it, it, I have to play the rest of it. It's, Let's be well, it's clear. been eight months. When, when do you think the this. appropriate time we would not know is? How many months should the American people have to wait before that subpoena is sent? You tell me. We would. 
We would not know any anything that we know about the Biden family. 176 suspicious activity reports, 20 shell companies set up while he was vice president, the whistleblower testimony. We would not know any of this if not for those committees that he set up exposing all of this. We just right, heard from Merrick Garland last week. But you, you have to follow that to its natural conclusion. It's not enough to expose facts that get people angry and animated. You then have to follow those facts to a conclusion and to accountability. You see, that's what Republicans Republicans are bad at. We're great at having the hearings and putting on the performances. Mm-hmm. But if you're still going to underwrite Biden's debt, which is what Kevin McCarthy did joining with Democrats on the debt limit deal. And if you're going to join up with Democrats to see, still fund are his y- government, Merrick Garland will sit there and he'll answer my tough questions and he'll smirk at me or he'll obfuscate. And then guess what? He goes back to the Justice Department and the coffers are full with money from the American taxpayer that gets turned against the brave patriots in this country. You know, what about the January 6th? Kevin not, promised he was going to release those. Any, I'm still yeah. waiting. Well, the January 6th tapes are available to anybody who wants to see them. No, no, gave- no, 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 no. We read through on the show, we read through the restrictions on viewing the January 6th tapes. Do you remember? Yeah. This- it, it's pathetic. I mean, she I, sounds. I mean, I can't even hear. Listen to her. Her voice. This. Shrimp. I haven't heard her. I haven't like you to watch any media like this in a long time, especially her. But um, I've never observed her like this. But I don't know how long it's been like this. But the the shilling for Kevin McCarthy and GOP Incorporated is so. It's pathetic. Like that, that's like trying to trying to brag about. What is she bragging about? It's it's terrible. It's I thought she was one of the good ones at one me, point. Me too. Al Tucker Carlson and his true. team to see them. Yeah, it you is walked true. In, no, Maria, they are not available to anyone who wants to see them. That is a that is a factual misstatement. They have been curated for some people in the media and some defense attorneys, but any American cannot you, see any of the January 6th. Are that you is a not false right statement. now indirectly working with Democrats because you are going to allow Chuck Schumer to come up with a continuing resolution next week to fund the government? That's what your actions are doing. That's why some people feel this is a personal vendetta you have against the speaker. No, my vendetta is against a Washington system that allows corruption to put the interests of lobbyists and PACs above the interests of the American people. Kevin McCarthy facilitates that system, and I do deeply resent that. But I'm not working with Chuck Schumer or any other Democrat. I am the one working with House conservatives You're to require single-subject spending bills. you see bills. what he's saying? He's not saying House Republicans. Yeah, he's using the word conservative a lot. That's interesting to me. He's doing no, that no, whole- no. You guys criticize me for forcing single subject spending bills. Then you give cre- Kevin McCarthy the credit for doing it. The reality no, is, agree. this is the I only way agree. to you liberate ourselves the single, the single from a bad. What's the point of an interview? This is it's just a-, a boxing match, not an interview. There, there are some people who ask questions. There are some people who ask softball questions, and then I mean, it's just that it's just that old conversation. I like having from time to time about what the real um, the real utility of a 24 seven news network really is. Are you can you actually ever really do news 24 seven? Like, where are you pulling the news from? Is it if it's just a couple of stories that is in repeat all day long? Is it really the news? Like that? Because then you have to just select what you're talking about. And then you bring in these personalities that 
aren't conducting interviews. They are debating. Yeah. I mean, he's he's coming on to defend his position against Maria Bartiromo. <laughs> and what's the I don't the whole but, you know, they she gets paid very well. And I guess she went home that night thinking that she did she did a good job and maybe she felt satisfied, but it doesn't help anybody. It's actually kind of pathetic. Annoying. I yeah. can't believe that this gets the, the kind of money that it gets to fund it all. You know, there's so much better stuff going on all over the Internet. People asking better questions and. Ugh, and then there's gross. this, then there's this. Should note that you you did vote against uh, the defense appropriations bill this week that or no, I the, didn't. the rule no, you're the, wrong. Ru no, the rule you're, to uh, Abby Abby this is going to be a very embarrassing moment when the internet uh, corrects you on this I voted for the defense rule both times uh, well I, I stand corrected congressman appreciate you joining us tonight thank you so much my programming <laughs> I stand corrected let me just we have to end this call now and I don't even know what's going on with the whole Pentagon thing right now. I can't even get a straight answer. Friday, McCarthy said he's going to strip funding for Ukraine out of the Pentagon spending bill. Then the Pentagon came out and said they're just going to ignore it. <laughs> okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden today, McCarthy backtracks, says he'll keep $300 million of Ukraine aid in the Pentagon funding, funding bill. $300 million is the least of our worries, truthfully. What is the tab at? We can't even get an audit on the money we've sent over there. Goodness knows what that Nazi-loving Zelensky has done with it. <laughs> He's sitting there cheering for the Nazis on Friday. Cheering. Yeah, I hate the sight of him. I hate the sight of him. And um, and I pray for people who think that he's a he's some kind of a hero. It's, man, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you, when, especially when, we, when you look at, what was it, um, what was it that yeah with the continuing resolution stuff that even if they were going to be able to they were going to have to shut down any kind of domestic programs many of which shouldn't exist anyway no matter what they had to shut down domestically they were going to keep up with the war the war they 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 are less and less even call it the you know ukraine you know the the ukraine russia conflict or whatever the hell it is it, you, they want it to be personalized always for people in this country who are being stolen from, um, who are taking, who are just just taking it on the chin again for something that, that could really build up into a a world killer. And as far as Putin goes, again, I uh, I always tip my cap to the restraint that this guy shows because this is the worst proxy war we have ever fought. It is the the most obvious sloppiest proxy war ever um if you were in if you were in vladimir putin's shoes regardless of what how all the difference of opinion of how this conflict started and who's in the wrong and you are squared off with an opponent and there is a coalition of countries led by us standing behind that opponent and rep literally replacing armies every time an army is obliterated and it, it, to the point where our domestic political situation is making it hard to fund our government but we will still prioritize fighting russia through 
the shell company that we all call Ukraine. Which they're not even fighting. I mean, they're just laundering that money through. I we, we would I think at what show was it? We were talking about the Clinton Global Initiative now taking the money from the global the the the, the World Bank funneling it through you he Zelensky uh, wanting a Marina Abramovich to be the the child ambassador for for Ukraine I I can't it's it's just it's just incredible that up to this point the war has not expanded beyond that small little I, theater I know and you know there's there's a story I was reading it quickly this morning before we um came here because I just saw it Poland issues warning to Zelensky after his comments at the UN Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has been told that he must not insult Poland amid a growing spat between the two countries, which one expert told Newsweek is being driven by the upcoming election. Relations have soured after Warsaw Warsaw said it would not suspend an EU ban on Ukrainian agriculture products that Brussels had imposed earlier this year, which aimed to protect European farmers. At least somebody gets it. Polish President Duda walked back Oh, wait, hold on, wait. There was a comment in here that I really liked. It was something where they said, we're going to stick up for Poland. We're not going to, we're not going to be, we're not going to be doing this nonsense anymore. And Mm. uh, like this whole thing. And who is in in office right now? A toolbox guy from Hollywood who has zero political skills whatsoever. Just being bandied about and, you know, bent over by... When are we going to stop with this? I think it's over. So um, it's a really, really sad time uh, to in, in that respect. But that doesn't mean that uh, other things aren't really exciting. You got to just uh, somehow keep yourself separate from it. Only thing is, I wish that you can. I wish it wasn't funded by our money and. And of course, our it's not even it, real money. our neighborhoods. It's not even real money. No. That's well. Hey, it feels real to us at the end of the year yeah. when you got to send whatever numbers. You can call it money if you want, but the numbers in our bank account uh, they are one way, and then they are an- they are less when you have to send off those damn checks. And so, whatever the hell the money is, it hurts us. They're destroying our our neighborhoods by bringing in hordes and hordes of uh of uh you know people from all over the world that that do not care about us and just want to leech and abuse and then there are the, the there's the threats of larger global conflict i mean those are things that we have to find a way to create a protective bubble and live a good life with, with, with that kind of looming that's our responsibility because there's nothing that's going to change what the hell is going on between Maria Bartiromo and Matt Gates. Oh, that that world is going to remain unchanged. So we got to find a way to subvert it in somehow, and uh, and live good lives with that still being, you know, present. Did you um? Did you see all the stuff that uh, Newsom is doing? That that he vetoed that one that one trans bill yeah that said that like you know you have to consider whether or not one of the parents is going to affirm the gender the child chooses or else they don't get custody yeah he vetoed that he also vetoed the autonomous trucking ban though what what do you think what do you think something like that 
is all about because California has under he has signed far worse legislation in the last couple of years in California. So with I know a lot of people are wondering with proximity, our proximity to 2024, whether or not he would ever be called in to step in for Biden if however they're going to usher him off the stage has to kick into play. Is this some kind of a way to moderate, you know, make himself seem a little bit more moderate for a wider constituency? Probably the same way that he apologized for his COVID stuff. Because what, why else, why else would he veto something that's really not as, not as bad as any other thing that he's put out there? there there is no real other reason other than he's getting some kind of a nod and a wink or whatever but he this autonomous trucking ban frank was to make it so that drivers had to be in the self-driving trucks so he vetoed that meaning the trucks will have no drivers in them and be driving around their freight all over california but i just wanted to direct everybody's attention to austin texas this weekend did you see this no. These self-driving cabs. I'm going to full screen it so everyone can see what happens. This is not the first time this has happened. They're broken. They don't know what to do. They're stuck there. They have no idea what to do with themselves. They're causing a massive traffic jam because they can't maneuver out of this very easy human. Are you telling me they have no way to get out of this? They just stop in the road if, like, they can't figure out how to maneuver around some sort of obstacle or traffic jam of some kind because they are machines. Are there people inside of those cars? I don't know if there are passengers in them. I'm not sure. But they are self-driving. They're in Austin. They're in all the liberal cities now. They're self-driving taxis. You basically say, I want to go here. There's no driver in them. You get in and they drive themselves wherever you're going. There's no driver. Would you ever feel comfortable ever in something like that? No, no. But I, I think that this is funny. Again, because I think this is one of the, another one of those mirror, mirror moments. The mirror being held up to the society. This is just so, so indicative of, of where we are. It's ridiculous. Yeah, technologically advanced to a degree, still malfunctioning, ill thought out. There's just no sense to it all. Where it's um, this is funny. So, but you, why is there so many in one spot? Programming glitch of some kind, I guess. I have no idea why. This wasn't just some kind of like a demo. It seems odd that they're all so tightly packed on one city block, though. They all pulled together their resources to cause this horrible catastrophe. Right. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or RadioInfluence.com. Also, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we are live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. Frank is Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on Rumble or QuiteFrankly.tv. And of course, you get to laugh with me two days a week now, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2, right here on our Rumble channel. We'll be back on Wednesday, Frank. Later.